join our psychedelic smoke sesh as we explore exciting new dimensions of existence, thought, and possibility. We'll take you out of this world and blaze through infinite realms while occasionally forgetting what we were saying. (laughs) (laughs) This This is is Higher higher consciousness. Consciousness. episode two of higher consciousness where we are going to be talking with the continuation of what we can do with higher consciousness now that we have a better idea of what that higher consciousness or consciousness is yes because we didn't have enough really time to dive into i think what you could do with consciousness we talked about what consciousness is where it came from, you know, all that sort of stuff, what our interpretation of it is, because there's lots of different interpretations. But, Mm -hmm. you know, now that we've sort of set a precedent of what we think consciousness is, what can you now do with consciousness, and how do you do that? Right. So. um, I'm Liz, by the way, and this is my boyfriend, Dave. (laughs) We always forget to introduce uh, the show. And also, we never really talked about how the show came about, so I just want to give them a brief little snippet of what we're doing in hopes to encourage conversations like this at home. All we're doing is just sitting on a couch, and this is something we naturally did, and we just kind of came up with the idea, and now here we are. So this is definitely something that you can do at home with your friends and family as well. Well, it's just a reflection of, I think, what a lot of us do already. Right. Right? Um, You know, when you sit around like they did on that iconic TV show, that 70s show, and just sit around in the circle and talk about weird stuff, like they have a... And a car that runs on water, man. Like a car, (laughs) an engine that runs on water, man. Right. That's this exactly shit's crazy. That's the shit that we're going forward to, though. Right, except for instead of a car running on water, we're talking about uh, your brain being hooked up to an infinite matrix of a holographic universe. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. No, so, big, no big deal. So we can all easily connect to consciousness. This is something that we can all very easily do at home. And obviously, Mary Jane is not the only way to do it, but that is the way that we are choosing to do it as we continue this journey. So before we begin... We should probably, you know. We should bless it. I would like oh, to you bless, want to bless it. it this time. Yeah, right. yeah. I think we should bless it this time. So. Right. By the way, we're gonna be doing a uh, a bong toke tonight yes. um, instead of the traditional joint. Just because it is, I think it's much easier. We did the bong the first episode too, though. Well, I, I transitioned to the bong because I rolled my joint way too tight. <laughs> I'm not really sure. That's right. I forgot how I about that, that. But maybe just yeah. I think I was just eager and excited. Okay. So. All right. So, Mary Jane, thank you, Mary Jane, for the abundant amount of wisdom and knowledge that you are going to help us reach. Thank you for the infinite amount of energy that you provide us and the infinite amount of ideas and concepts and thoughts. May we be able to stay on track during this episode as well as communicate these ideas and thoughts in a clear and concisive but also fun and informative way. May you treat us well and we will treat you well. We will roll and go where where you go and let's see. Thank you very much Mary Jane. We love you and amen. (laughs) I'm sorry, but did you say tractor? I'm pretty sure you tractor. said. Tractor? I'm pretty sure you said, let's help us stay on tractor. <laughs> track there? I don't know. I didn't. I I'm mean, just, let's stay on the higher consciousness tractor. I thought, I thought that you were going to head a lot sooner than you did, did. Come here. Oh, boy. Already starting with the cats. Hold on. Let's, uh, let's blast off first. Yes, yeah, so thank you, Mary Jane. We bless you and we receive you. Oh, man. Why do I do that? Because why not? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, Lord heaven. God, you make it sound like you're, like, dying. 
Oh, girl. I'm a veteran of, like, what, almost 15 years, and uh, I got to go big. Uh. Got to go big on that first, <coughs> that first hit. I, lo- I I was pretty certain that, it, yeah, I was pretty certain that when we did the bomb, that Liz would be uncontrollably coughing, um, since she has a, a problem with the coughing for some reason, especially with the bone ticks. Because I get too excited. Oh, you get too excited, eh? <coughs> so Liz has to leave for a minute, not only because she has to get herself together from the coughing, but... Um, we have a closet open in the room, and a cat has decided that they want to explore a said closet. I don't know why you didn't just shut the closet, but, you know, whichever. Okay, so... Now that we've <laughs> talked for an exorbitant amount of time about nothing... Uh, I hope you enjoyed all that and all my coughing. Oh, my gosh. Could, you want to drink a water or something? Yes, I'm trying to calm the cat first, though. There you go. <coughs> Are you kidding me? It's Lily. She ain't going to be calm. I know. Um... All right, so let's get this show back on track. Um, so like we said before, we want to talk about what we can do with consciousness, right? Because we talked about what consciousness is, you know, what, or, you know, what we think it is, what other people think it is, you know, where it could po- possibly come from. Um, but, you know, what can you do with it? Um, because that's the fun part, you know. That's the, that's the part where you actually get to really, I think, be creative and explore and, and play some mind games uh, and see what comes up, right? Yes. Um, <coughs> I'm so still I, not coughing about I, it. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I put some keef on the top of this bowl, well, so no it's like, why. like crazy. I love the medicine of marijuana. I've had a headache almost all day. You too. I feel really a lot helped. better. So, like you said, getting, what can we do with consciousness? You know, like you said, it can be a fun and creative place to observe it from because there's so many different avenues and channels and things of that nature that we can really explore and open up in an infinite amount of way. And we can probably put it to almost anything in this reality in well, comparison. Well, that's the fun thing about it is, since it is infinite, you can literally play around with infinite things, right? Infinite ideas. You know, and, and one of the things that I love thinking about, it's funny too because I call it like, to myself, I think about it as like the Bill and Ted effect. <laughs> a lot of people are. The Bill and Ted effect. Yeah, the Bill I and like Ted effect. That. A lot of people aren't going to get that reference because they're too young. Um, well, we don't know that. Well, I would imagine Bill and Ted was like 19, what, 91, 92? Mm-hmm. When you were basically born. We won't tell exactly when you were born because we don't want people to know how old you are. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, more importantly, how old I am. Uh, but anyway, Bill and Ted, you know, like, what I'm talking about is this idea. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm talking about this idea of, like, yeah. going back in time, like time travel. Right, yes. um, and changing something in the past and having it, you know, change in the future, right? Yes. And so, because what we talked about in the first episode is that you know, with this idea of consciousness being, every you know, every everything is one. There is no space. There is no time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what we experience as time is just the illusion of time. It's just sort of a, you know, an affect of this existence. Um, I don't think that, you know, time is a, a thing that is so solid that we're locked into it. I think that we could actually transcend time and move into the past or move into the future or exist in, in multiple timelines at the same time. But for this particular mind experiment, the Bill and Ted effect, the idea that you could actually go back in time and change something and have it be changed in the past in the future or the present, really. Mm-hmm. But... What if it's not you going back in time? What if it's you can actually vibrate yourself, your consciousness, at the same level that it was at at that particular time in the past? So you're literally just shifting your consciousness to yourself in that timeline, mm-hmm. right? You're so, like revisiting yourself. Right, because in a lot of time travel movies or, or you know, TV shows or whatever, tropes, um, shifting much 
Um, I'm getting comfy. <laughs> I'm getting comfy. Um, <laughs> I'm Dave. Excuse you. <laughs> Go ahead. Cackling over here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So we think a lot about this this idea of time travel where you're actually, in, you, the present self, are moving backwards in time and you are then able to observe the past, but you can also observe yourself mm -hmm. because you are a, a visitor, mm -hmm. right? <clears throat> what I'm suggesting is that you're not a visitor in this instance. You actually become your former self. And in doing so, if you were to make a change, you could potentially make a change in the future. Yeah. Right? But it's not a change in the future you left. It's a change in a new future that you've just created. Mm. Because it's infinite, right? Right. So the future, or I would say the present that you just left, right, mm -hmm. still exists with you in it. But you have then transcended consciousness. You've moved into a different version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And then you move into another version of yourself when you go back into the future where that change has occurred. Right. Or you could just decide to move back into the present that you started with and just say, hey, well, you're welcome, other Dave in another parallel dimension. That <laughs> I just went back in the past and I just made you a fucking billionaire. Like, you're welcome. That, you're freaking welcome, dude. Like... Well, and I'm just going to go back to chill in my own, you know, universe. I doubt that would ever happen, but. <laughs> hey, yeah. you never know. You never it's know. It's infinite. Yeah, it's, it's infinite. Possible. Exactly. Nothing in this world is impossible. And this is actually, I teach something very similar to a lot of my clients. And so, uh, for example, for inner child healing, a lot of us, you know, probably have carried some sort of trauma or some sort of experience from our childhood that has carried on <clears throat> into our adolescence and our adulthood and even sometimes even beyond that and has created some sort of pattern or some sort of cycle and in order for it to be broken you need to go back to the source right and so using the Bill and Ted effect so like going backwards and but going backwards as your present self this is what I teach going back as your present self to tell that self whatever age you were so like if you were like seven telling your seven-year-old self like hey it's going to be okay you are not what this um experience is trying to create like that is a form of healing so you can use a very similar thing very much like the bill and ted thing as a form of healing because of it well, the other thought that I just had, based off of what you were just saying... <clears throat> yeah, I was watching you, like, look at, like, the time and the <laughs> shit, and I was like, the fuck is happening No, no, here? I just... I had, a, I had a thought when you were just talking, um, and I hope it doesn't escape my brain. Um, you know, I was, I was thinking about, you know, if you went back in time and you resonated at the same consciousness as your past self, now, who's to say that when you did that, you wouldn't then basically be in a mind meld with your past self where you're sharing the same body, mm -hmm. but like you are a visitor consciousness inside the brain of your past self. So it'd be like another voice in the head, a mm -hmm. lot like what schizophrenic people experience, right? right? A voice in the head that's like, you know, hey, Dave, I'm your future self, bruh. Yeah. I, I figured out how to come back. What's up, man? Like, <laughs> that's insane, you know? I would love to see somebody approach their kid like that. And what, <laughs> what, would, be crazy, what, what would be crazy that's is if, great. like, we were doing an episode of Higher Consciousness and that happened to one of us in the moment, you know? Like, hey. so we, it's like a future version of ourselves just, like, popped in and was like, hey, by the way, you're doing a good job. <laughs> Hey, but you can actually have moments like that that trigger random or somewhat, you know, what you would expect or think are random memories of the past. Like, you could do it in the positive perspective, too. Like, it's not just in the the healing spectrum. You could definitely, like, sit here and laugh and then have this sort of intuitive feeling or intuitive sensation mm -hmm. that happens within you. But here's the thing is, like, 
I would imagine that that experience is a very rare experience because I don't think that consciousness would allow itself to do that very often unless Why? it was like significant. Like okay. if it wasn't like if it was, you know, it had to be, I would imagine for a very important reason. Be, and the only reason I say that is because <laughs> we got a, we got a cat corral going on right now. Um, I'll, I'll take over the show for Go a minute. Ahead. Go. <laughs> um, but this idea that, you know, you can, you can, you can in, inject yourself into a past version of yourself. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that past version of yourself is not being, is not given the choices. It doesn't have the option to accept it. Right. So you're forcing yourself into their brain. That's a bit of an intrusion, right? Yeah, so, just a bit. That's what I'm saying. Is like, but I think the difference it could be an experience like channeling, where you know you come in and you say like maybe you know in a, in a meditative state when that when that past version of yourself is in a meditative state, you come in, you decide to come in and then, and you say, you know, give them a message like, Hey, like I'm from your, your future. I want to come in and, and give you some knowledge. You know what I mean? And they make the conscious decision to allow you in. That seems a little bit more in concert with what feels right to me. Um, I've channeled, I mean, I channel all the time. Like that's a part right. of my work. That's a part of like what I yeah, do. Intuitive work, psychic work, uh, yeah. you know, people that actually channel other beings from like different universes. Like mm-hmm. there's like Daryl Anka, the guy who does Bashar. He, uh, he channels this. He, what he says is he channels a, a, an alien entity from a future version of earth. So they're on earth. Um, but it's actually a future incarnation of Daryl. Interesting. And so he's able to get into a, yeah, he's able to get into a guys look up Daryl Inca. He's insane. I'm very curious. Um, it it is an amazing thing to watch Mm -hmm. someone channel because they are absolutely just in a different, complete consciousness. And it's the best example of changing your consciousness completely into somebody totally different oh yeah that's why like sometimes like i i hate it and it's something that i try very hard to work on to stay grounded right um but sometimes it's just i can't do that (laughs) because the the information doesn't allow me to do so but sometimes after i'm done with the reading i by the time the timer is up i don't know what the fuck i just said i don't even remember what i just said like it almost like I got snapped back into a reality because I was caught up in like a movie of the reading or something, you know? And what I will say about that work, and and I think it's really all that needs to be said about it, is that, you know, regardless if you think it's a sham or if it's the truth or if it's absolutely, you know, 100% real, that if the information is useful and someone can take that information and apply it to their life for the better, there is no difference. There is no difference. It's useful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Regardless of it being true or false. Yeah. And that's kind of the wild thing about consciousness is we can decide, we can have the choice whether actually something is true or false because you can completely pull your consciousness into a place of, of total denial or total acceptance. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> one can be truth and one can, could be, you know, false. But you have the power to do that. So therefore, I think, you know, paradoxically, mm-hmm. both exist. So what are some other <clears throat> things we can do with higher consciousness? We talked about time travel. We talked about some channeling. Mm-hmm. Um, we can actually potentially draw energy from it. Because if you think about it, if we are everything, right, if, if we come from a conscious mind that makes up every molecule, everything that exists in, in infinite time and space, mm-hmm. then we are everything. We are energy. Mm-hmm. So why can't we? See, and that's the fun thing about these, these conversations are- is like... Well, there's the sky's the limit. It's infinite. Right, right. Why, why like nothing. Yeah, why can't we? But here's the thing. Like, what if we already do? 
Yeah. Like, I mean, we kind of are in a physical form, right? If you think about it. So the earth itself is alive. Like Mm -hmm. we are the earth. We are made of the same thing that the earth is. Like, think about it. Like the earth is 70% water. Our bodies are 70% water. The rest of it is land. The rest of us is meat. You know, it's very, very similar in just that basic kind of spectrum. And you can... If you remember that Mother Earth is alive, you remember that all the plants and all the animals are alive, even when they are seemingly not alive in their physical body. You know, there's oh, been... <laughs> Watching, like, time-lapse videos of plants the other day yeah. on social media, they're just, like, I think it was only, like, 30 minutes, and those things are just, like, dancing all over the place, man. Exactly. You never see it, though. No, you never see it, but... Here's the thing is we eat plants, right? And we all know that plants are very similar to humans and we are very similar to plants. Like we need to be watered and have adequate sunlight and to be fed and nurtured and loved. And that's basically what a plant needs. It's the same thing and a safe shelter to grow and a safe place to exist and to be. And so if you remember that, you are remembering that you are actually eating a form of a consciousness which is a part of the earth which is a part of that plant which then becomes a part of you but then existing in it you're already a part of it and so you can I mean it's just like when you go outside and you've created a beautiful landscape that makes you feel happy and makes you feel like maybe energized depending on like Maybe you created like a pathway of some sort that makes you be want to be creative and you drew something like around it. Like who who the fuck knows? Like mm-hmm. so you could literally like just by experiencing it, just by visual visualizing it or seeing it for your eyes, you are naturally drawing energy from it because what your eyes are telling you or expressing <laughs> you in your physical world is that it's beautiful or it's exciting or it's energizing or whatever the fuck it is and you can then it can then affect your mood it's like the same thing if you go to a trash place and there's fucking trash everywhere and there's people that are just being like gross and disgusting like you are going to feel like gross and disgusting because even though you're not necessarily partaking in the whatever situation is happening you are still in the same room so therefore you're still experiencing it and therefore you are a part of that experience even though you're from a very far way so you can just draw energy from that i i've heard of people like being able to literally draw energy from the sun i mean like like seasonal yes, depression sun-gazing, yeah. yeah yeah sun gazing i mean think about it like season uh seasonal weather depression like that is from lack of sunlight which gives us energy and makes us happy so like we already are kind of doing it, at least from like a nature and land perspective. And even I think from an energetic perspective too, if it like a thought or an idea comes up, maybe that thought or idea maybe wasn't necessarily yours, but you grasped it and it came by you. And so therefore it sparked up something else and it ignited a flame in you. And then it ignited more and more and it just grew from that kind of uh, area too. So there's just, there's just infinite ways, honestly. Well, I mean, it's funny because I, <laughs> I was, I was starting off with just talking about like being able to like actually draw like prana type energy to sustain yourself so that you wouldn't have to eat food anymore. I wasn't going into oh, like shit. every single iteration of how you can exchange energy, but that was very thorough and, and, and I thought I feel- enlightening because I, as you kept talking, I was like, holy crap, I didn't even think about that. Well, and even like Reiki, yeah, Reiki is a form of drawing energy, like drawing energy from source in order to heal. Absolutely. And like you, as a Reiki practitioner, you feel it. And oftentimes your client can feel it too. Everyone has a different experience, but that is what Reiki is. So Reiki is broken down is basically um, light key right? Or life force or light force. And so it's basically life force. It's basically like the key to the life force or whatever. It's source. It's source energy. Um, And that's the ability to 
draw from that source energy in order to heal and to only heal. It does not work or turn on or however you want to call it if it's for bad intentions. And you have to go through a lot of training both on the energetic perspective, ethics, that's a huge part of Reiki, um, and all kinds of other things too. Like, but it's amazing. <laughs> uh, the feeling of it is quite amazing. I mean, I, I haven't got as much Reiki as I have reflexology. Uh, I mean, they're, they're very similar. They're, they're, they're both energy work. Um, the reflexology appointments that I've had, um, really like life changing and, um, like shock, kind of shocking, you know, I wasn't expecting it. Um, I, it's funny cause the first time I went in, this is during my, you know, uh, time period of my life where I was really interested in exploring spirituality and these sort of esoteric questions and, um, especially like wild things like energy, right? Um, and, and the, why is that so wild though? Like, no, because it's not part of our culture that someone can actually like uh, exchange an energetic like experience with someone else. Like that's not part of our culture, hun. So like that to I me, know, baby. It's to me just, at it's, that time, it's disappointing because it once was. Yeah, but at that time in, in what I, where I was with my consciousness, where I was vibrating at that moment, <laughs> I... <laughs> didn't really believe it as much as I did now, you know? So I, I know. went in and, um, you know, I, I had a reflexology appointment where it's basically, it's Reiki, but it's, it's, it's centered around the feet because the feet have particular energy nodes that are corresponding with other parts of the body. So they, you know, reflexologists, they use it to um, adjust particular imbalances within your energetic fields, wherever it may be in your body. So in my experience, before it even started, I remember the, uh, the reflexologist said to me, you know, um, you know, and just in case if, the, if you, you know, need to, there's, there's tissues right there. Um, some of my clients, they really have like an emotional response. And I was thinking to myself, are you kidding me? Like, really? Like people are just like crying in here from reflexology. And uh, this is, this is, you it's know, true. this is past Dave. This is different vibration, Dave. I know, I know. Different vibration, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so I, I had this this experience, and you know the the feeling of energy being pushed into your body by reflexologists is unmistakable. There is no way that a skeptic. I believe, unless you're you're really turned off to it, and that way you can't accept it. Yeah. Um, but I went in there, you know, I wouldn't say super skeptical, but somewhat skeptical. Mm -hmm. And goddamn, did it was it was as if she was shooting, as if I could look down and see a lightning bolt between her two fingers. You know what I mean? Like it was a, a clear, unmistakable pulse of electrical energy between her two fingers and my foot and it was funny too because the, the whole time I'm trying to get into a meditative relaxed state just so that I can just open myself up to the experience and the whole time I kept thinking to myself when is this over oh man god this has been such a long time oh my god like how long am I going to be on here oh my I just kept thinking about when is it going to be done and there's a, a, a point within the experience where I had a voice say to me, you need to stop worrying so much about what other people think of you. And I don't know where it came from, but it was a voice that just said it, you know, it was clear stay in my head as if I was saying it out loud. Mm -hmm. And it was, and it's funny because oftentimes when I like listen to a song, cause you know, if you listen to a song enough, you can kind of hear it in your head after a while. Right. And you're mm -hmm. like, Oh man, jam out in that, you know, in my head. But it was like, it was like that, but more, it was if I, as if I actually heard it, you know? Um, and that's where it was. I, <laughs> I cried, man. I admit it. It was a, an emotional response where that's I just, beautiful. I realized, no, I was serious. I realized that I was getting a message right now. And, and somehow between her 
and my ability to just open myself up to the experience, even though like the whole time I just kept, you know, getting in and out of it. Like I, I would focus for a minute and then I would just revert right back to that, you know, God dang, you know, how much longer you're just, you know, but in one of those moments of meditation, I, I got that message and I, and I, you know, will always keep that. But, um, but anyway, so, you know, there's plenty of other things that we can do with higher consciousness. I mean, like we can, like we we're talking about, like even maybe move into a higher dimensional experience. So like maybe yeah. not just like, you know, through time, but maybe like you move through a higher dimensional experience, like the Bashar guy, you know, mm-hmm. like where you are on fourth or fifth dimensional experience living um, where you're much more connected to source consciousness, you, you know, your pursuits in life are far grander than they are now for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, I, I think that it's still in existence, very individual, you know what I mean? Like you're still in a body, Yeah. you know, like you're not just a, a glowing orb of, of God-like immense power yet you know what i mean because that's that's kind of where i think a lot of this goes you Mm -hmm. know uh where where eventually when we start making our way higher and higher and higher through the realms of higher consciousness i think the the human body becomes obsolete Mm -hmm. you know we move back closer and closer into a god god like existence yeah i mean yeah well, because, like, the human body already, like, as we have seen with all these, like, breaking world records, like, and some of them are the most bizarre things that, you know, we can break the limitations of the, the physical body, but it requires certain elements in order to do that. Um, some of them are good, some of them maybe not so good. Uh, just depending on what it is. You can also connect to, like, higher dimensional experiences through, you know, um, marijuana, like what we're doing right now, (laughs) like that is like one way, but that's not a way, you know, it may not last as long. So that's like the one thing about, um, Mary Jane, but it invokes the, the desire to make it last longer in the internal aspect of it, I think at least. And then, you know, like DMT is like a jumpstart to higher dimensional, like, well, see now, now you're getting into the, the good stuff. And I think we need to, that's a good segue mm-hmm. into the second half of the show, which is more talking about how to take these ideas, take these, you know, creations of what we can possibly manifest right how do we do that how do we put that into practice Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because again if you treat your life like you can do anything and whatever you want you can manifest because you know you are everything you know that you can do it you know that i mean I think a lot of what hap- what happens when you try to do that, when you try to manifest, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, I think a lot of people have too much doubt. They have too much doubt mm-hmm. that they can't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and maybe we need to talk more about just the basics of what it may take to manifest such amazing things. And Liz, you're more of an expert on that. So. <laughs> I love manifesting. I'll let you talk for a little bit. Okay. I love manifesting. It is a beautiful tool that we all have available and we are all very capable of doing it no matter what state we are in. Um, It may take more effort in some ways depending on what state you're in and depending on where you are in your current reality, but it really is truly a powerful thing. Like, and I think that's a lot of, you know, manifesting is magic, basically. Like, if you ever want to know what magic is, I would say it's a form of manifestation because manifestation is basically the ability to manipulate energy into doing um, or manipulating a vibration or a frequency, attracting it or able to do what you want to do with it, right? And so, um, so you can manifest this in the both, I think in the physical realm, as well as the spiritual realm, as well as the emotional realm. And, um, 
the mental realm as well. Like it applies to pretty much everything. And so manifesting is very, very simple, but it's also, it can be very complicated. And we're, that's, I think a part of the, the human experience is breaking through those blocks of those complexities of manifesting. But, you know, once you reach that point of where it's super easy for you, it becomes so simple as a snap of a finger because a lot of manifestation too is also putting yourself in alignment. So in order to put yourself in alignment with the universe, because again, the universe is abundant and the universe is ultimately giving when you manifest, you have to, first off, you have to know what the fuck you're manifesting. So... <laughs> like, really know. Though. Yes, like, you have you to really just, know. You can't just say, like, I want a bunch of money. Yeah. You know? Like, like that's not specific enough. Yeah. Like, a bunch of money? Like, what the fuck does a bunch of money mean? Like, you like, know, like, a lot of the problem with magic or the lot of the... What makes magic work is the language and the wording and the meaning and the intent that we give to it, right? And so everything that you have to say is meaningful. Like it has to have some sort of meaning or some sort of reason as to why you're doing it. But that reason also has to be something in alignment with you and your truth, maybe your sole purpose or what it is that you're trying to accomplish. So when you're manifesting, you have to know what you're manifesting, but you need to be so specific to the point that it's kind of stupid, but not too specific that you limit yourself. So for example, um, if you are trying to manifest a lover or a partner in your life, you need to maybe instead of focusing on their physical qualities or their um, money status per se, like you need to focus on what kind of relationship do you want? You know, do you want a loving, supportive, kind, um, reliable, committed, you know, like really look for words and terms that are really going to match the vibration of the relationship you want. But then you can also, you know, throw in some other elements in there too. Like it's okay to ask for like certain things, but you know, you can't sit there and be like, I want a five and a half foot tall man and I want (laughs) him to be like, White colored chocolate. Did you like, say five and a half foot tall man? Yeah. Like, I just said whatever number came out. Oh, like, okay. I don't know whoever would... I mean... They, five, six? Like, maybe. I don't it's know. It's not exactly a dream boat <laughs> in my book, but... Hey, you know. everyone's got different dreams, baby. <laughs> but anyway... I'm sorry to all the short men out there. I shouldn't say that. That's mean. Oh, God. It's so funny. So, if, you know, y- you can't be so specific like that because then you could mess out on the person that is going to meet those vibrations for you. So first thing, what? Okay. Then you have to actually do the work. So let's say we're going back to the relationship thing, right? Um, you have to put yourself out there. Like you can't just like sit there and be like, universe, deliver me a man, but like not, you know, be putting yourself out there. And if you have exhausted that, if you have put yourself out there and you've exhausted it, then maybe either one, you're not looking in the right places Two, maybe the vibration of your profile is not matching the vibration of your desires, you know, or your photo is not matching that vibration. Like, I mean, there could be so many different things, but that's up for you, you to just be in doubt that it'll ever happen. Right. And that's the other thing too. So that's like the next part of manifesting is you have to believe that the thing that you are asking for will happen for you. And you have to be very present in the moment. Like you can't be so far focused in to the future because if you're so focused into the future you're missing out on what could be happening right in front of your eyes right then and there and so you have to believe in it and you have to also trust the universe that it's going to do its part and deliver for you but you also have to be patient because oftentimes the timeline that you want may not be the timeline that is alignment with the universe and sometimes it is it just depends on where you are and depends on how good you are of detaching yourself from outcomes and that's another thing too is you cannot be attached to an outcome and the between the doubting and the um not you know, being attached to the outcome 
that is, I think, what makes manifesting so hard. Like, there really is a sense of surrendering. But the minute that you surrender, that is when the magic really starts happening. And it happens, like, the best magic often happens when you least expect it. And you also have to, like... You know, you have to, in doing work sometimes too, like let's say going back to the romantic thing, if you exhausted all the online things, maybe doing the work is doing the work on you. Maybe you are the one that is required to do the work because sometimes when our things aren't happening, the alignment or the placement that you're in is not at that level yet. So maybe there's some sort of shadow work that needs to be done in order to move through those obstacles. Or maybe it's a timing thing from a universal spectrum and has nothing the fuck to do with any shadow work. I mean, it could be so many different things. So if you can do all of those things, right, then you can pretty much manifest whatever you want. Like... Well, the other thing that I was going to, to interject and, and just add is, like, you know, you have to also remember that the universe is a reflective thing. Like, yeah. everything is, is, is about reflection and attraction, right? Yeah. So when you are, are looking to manifest something in your own life and you're not having a lot of a success with it, I often think that it's a good idea to try to create that for someone else because after all that other person is you Mm -hmm. so if you create that experience for someone else you're telling the universe i want to create this experience for myself because i'm doing it for someone else who is a reflection of me yes and oftentimes i think that reflects back to you Mm mm-hmm Right. Right. Treat uh, others how that, you want to be treated. Exactly, and, and I think that that's and again, that's just not with people. That's the universe too. Right. Like seriously, <laughs> like if you treat people how you want to be treated, that includes the universe. That includes how abundant the universe is going to be with you, because and how open it's going to be about giving that abundance. So, yeah, manifestation is a super powerful thing. Like I have, I mean. You have, like, we all have manifested where we currently are because we've all made some choices. We've all believed something. We've all been following this. Like, we've all done it, whether we've consciously know it or not. But once you start becoming conscious of it and then you become more aware of the language, the thoughts, the tools, the patterns that you're doing in order to get you to A to B or to A to C or whatever the fuck you... (laughs) It just it just makes it so much better, and it just makes life more juicy and more abundant. <laughs> Seriously, because then, like, you know, like, because there's still challenges with manifesting. Like, just because you're an ultimate manifester, you can do things with a snap of a finger, but sometimes, sometimes you don't. Some again, because there's a timeline too that you have to factor in that is not in your control. And that is the beauty in it, right? Is when you can align yourself with the universe to make something happen. And it often happens so fast. Well, that's why I think astrology was so such an important thing. And a lot, <laughs> a lot of people just kind of wrote that off is, you know, they, they were fascinated by the stars because they didn't have TVs. So the stars were their TVs. So no. They always laud the stars. So they're like, oh, let's just like, you know, figure out where these things are going and stuff. Because we got nothing else better to do. It's like, if we, what? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, they logged things, they tracked things because they believed that there was a purpose in mm-hmm. knowing that information in order to manifest something very important. Yeah. You know, in their own lives. And it makes sense. You know, like, everything is harmony. Everything is energy. So if you have certain alignments in physicality, that's also, I would imagine, potentially going to create a harmony in a more energetic realm as well. Right. Correct? Mm -hmm. So if everything is in harmony, then I would imagine you probably want to choose to manifest during that period. Then when things are in disarray. Mm. Or no, Miss Spiritual Guru. No, I I don't. No, no, no. Well, here's the thing. If... 
Well, I guess har- harmony within what? You're saying, like, within your environment or within yourself? I'm just, I'm saying, I would say more uh, specifically what I was referring to is environmental harmony. Interesting. Okay. Not so much harmony within yourself. I mean, I think harmony in yourself was implied because I, I was kind of in, insinuating that we had, you know... Right, that we are a reflection this, of our environment. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, we tried to, yeah. you know, do the same in our environment, you know. Because if we're smart enough to do it in our environment, we should be smart enough to do it in ourselves first. Right. That's my assumption. Well, yeah, because it, they are both a reflection of one another. Right. Well, here's the thing. Like, I, I think you can manifest with, again, going back to what I said earlier, I think you can manifest... At any point and in any circumstance of your life, it takes a lot of willpower and it takes a lot right. of focus, but you can do it. You can manifest with just your mind. Like right. you, you really truly can. And you, but obviously like <laughs> there's other elements that go with it. Like you still have to do the work, like even in the mental, like all the other rules that we discussed earlier still apply. But I mean, I can tell you from my example, like that, you know, before I met you, that relationship that I was in, that that really toxic seven year relationship, like I managed to manifest, you know, the business that I am doing now. I was able to manifest, you know, some of the products that people love within like a meaningful dream. And um, I was able to manifest a, a huge job and life change. Um, I was able to manifest um, leaving that relationship and the way that I was able to leave that relationship. Like, and I may have not known it, you know, at the whole time, but I think the more that I caught on, the more that I said, okay, universe, this is what I'm, I'm wanting to do. This is what I want. The more I began to realize, like, shit like this is very useful <laughs> I should probably apply <laughs> I should do life. this oh to everything yeah but it like it makes you want to do more and then you do get bigger and you do go and there's times when you manifest and it doesn't come out the way that you wanted because you had expectations and you can't have any expectations with the outcomes again detach it, detachment from outcome right or sometimes it manifested but it manifested in like a weird and wonky way like it didn't like it wasn't specific enough. Like, so again, like going back to those basic things, like there's so many different things and failures, but you learn from your failures. Right. Mm. And that's when you sometimes create some of your best magic is in your darkest times. But I don't think that you're ever going to get an experience that the universe doesn't want you to have because after all, you are the universe. Correct. So, you know, we all come here to experience particular things, mm-hmm. and I think it's a combination of fate and free will. Yeah. You know, where we have a particular, you know, path that we're destined to travel, but how we get there is up to us mm-hmm. because it's an infinite possibility, you know, of, or there are infinite possibilities of how we can get there. Right. Right? Yeah, there truly are. So... We're getting pretty close to the end. I want to maybe talk a little bit about just some crazy other things that we can do with consciousness. Okay. Let's do it. Well, you know, I always thought it would be crazy if... Crazy. Crazy. Deep's crazy thought for the evening. Um, I always thought, would it... It'd be crazy if, like, you could actually you know read someone's mind right mm-hmm. but the thing about it i know you were like mm-hmm, dave that's kind of like lackluster like read someone's <laughs> mind like come on dude. Like, no come i was just saying i was just thinking like i've read your mind before baby mm-hmm. like. <laughs> but here's the thing is you know the way that i read someone or i think about someone's you know reading someone's mind right mm-hmm. is like you're Outside, they're their, you know, outside of them, they're their person, their own person. You're, like, looking at them intently, that Professor X, like, 
Like how they do right, it in right the on. movies. Yeah. Maybe you got like your two, like your, your pointer and your middle finger, like up to your temple. Oh, yeah, up to your temple. Because yeah, like, that's where like, your do, 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 button do, do. is. Yeah, that's, that's where your mind button is to turn on your telepathy. Coincidentally, where Psychops hit his thing to do his laser blast. But anyway, yeah, well, that's another topic. Anyway, <laughs> so the Professor X guy is trying to read someone's mind, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, we always think of that as an external thing where, like, he's kind of, like, going in there and just poking around and, like, looking at memories and stuff. But I always thought of, or I was thinking about it the other day when it turn, it, it, it relates to consciousness. Like, how, how, how can we possibly do that? Is it, like, you're actually infiltrating their brain? And I thought, well, no, I think it's actually more, I mean, the thing that makes more sense to me is you're just vibrating at the same frequency that they are so it's not like you're infiltrating their brain it's that you're actually mimicking their brain pattern and whatever's going through their brain you're putting yourself is going in that into energy. your brain right right yeah. so actually i think it would be and, and i'm sure many people could correct me but i think it might be actually harder to dig around in someone's brain than it would be to just tune into their brain and listen to like what their current thoughts are like a live feed versus like going deep, 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 deep into yeah. their, their photos. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, when I you mean, like first met me and you were like, Oh, I want to check out all those old photos. I want to see like, oh, yeah, I totally want to see Facebook like, you know, you. who he was hanging out with and like what he looked yeah. like back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see, you know, yep. be a I total looked at stalker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I looked at your posts. I was like, what kind of post is this man? Right. Ridiculous. Like, Hey, hey, that's what you gotta do now. Like that's, that's what, what girls, you gotta do hey, now. Hey, that's boy. what girls gotta do now these days. Like to just make sure to like cover their ass and to make sure that they're not hey, going to make don't, don't put themselves in a situation that I, is going to become unsafe because unfortunately that is still a reality in this I time. I understand. Anyway, <sighs> but anyway, <laughs> but but still, I just think that you know it, it's. Uh, it's different. It's always different, you know, when you try to really apply it to what we what we conceivably know is possible, mm-hmm. you know, with with consciousness and you know current scientific knowledge based off of you know what we can do with consciousness. So, you know, next time I th- I watch the X Men or read an X Men comic, <laughs> I'll be thinking about like <laughs> Professor X. We all know your plan, bro. You're just like listening to a live feed of that person's brain like yep. you ain't be able to go in there and, and you can't dig around you can't I mean, dig around boy i think with enough intent and power i think it's possible i think obviously i think they're yeah. there like well, anything's possible anything is. is you can manipulate like there's ways of doing it so um another way that i think is a beautiful way to connect with consciousness and i think this one is very huge um is art and I think this one is very, very important because art does kind of, it encompasses a lot that we experience in life. But art, I think, is also the the ability to create and to see things from a different perspective, to see things outside of the box. And I think art is also very telling because we can use it in order to progress and move forward by using those outside-the-box perspectives. It encourages that and inspires that. Well, it's like the expression of the creative consciousness, Mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, a lot of... A lot of different scholars have coined different terms for the levels of consciousness, right? Like conscious, subconscious, you know, unconscious. Um, but I think that there's also other things like conscious, creative consciousness, mm-hmm. emotional consciousness. Yeah. Um, you know, all kinds of different subcategories so of consciousness. Different. That yeah. are, you know, there's a, a, a sex consciousness, like there's a female consciousness mm-hmm. and a male consciousness. Yeah. You know, there's... Uh, there's a earth consciousness, like there's like animals, right. like there's... Everybody's got a different group. Yeah, every species has a every, different consciousness. Yeah, like, I mean, right. like, it's really infinite. Like a group, like yeah. a collective, you know, like just as we are like a race collective mm-hmm. or, or like nerds flock together and jocks flock together and crap like that. You know, we are all herds because I think that's kind of how consciousness works in ways. We all kind of clump, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, it's almost like water when you think about it. 
you know, like water just sort of clumps together. Yeah. Right? It, it, it congeals in a way in order to fill gaps and to, Interesting. you know. I've never uh, really thought about it that way. No, I really thought about it that way. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, I think observing art is a way, even if you aren't creative or an artistic, crafty person per se, if that is not your magic, even connecting with that piece of art is a way of connecting with consciousness because oftentimes art does come, again, because if we're saying our thoughts aren't our own, then the art may not necessarily be our own. It's coming from a thought or idea of a consciousness somewhere, and there's still an essence of it being yours because you do make it your own individual voice. Like, you communicate it in your voice but through, like... A visual perspective or maybe it's not visual maybe it's a dance thing or maybe or it's music. or music exactly like <laughs> so there's You're so many like music, <laughs> can't forget music music ugh, is such a powerful way yeah, music and, is actually very powerful well because con- it can do like very much like sound. the bill and ted effect it yeah. can you know we will be getting into you. sound oh my oh, god sounds gonna whole be great topic. whole episode on sound so music, you're connecting with the person who wrote it. You're connecting with, like, the energy that it came from, from that maybe situation or the thing that inspired it. You're connecting with the people that also listen to the same genre or same song, or you're connecting with it because of the actual vibration and the frequencies. Like, there's just music is so beautiful or a memory, like... Well, that's the thing about music. Is, I love music. Uh, well, well, so music important and, to me. Well, see, here, here's the thing. It's, it's all the same. Like, music and art, like, I'm sure that... It's also we, important. A lot of people that have had significant moments in their life where they've they've connected with a piece of music or a piece of artwork or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, it makes an imprint on you, right? Yes. Or it makes an imprint on that consciousness. Mm-hmm. And it forever changes the frequency of that consciousness. Yep. And from that moment on... That experience will, I think, then influence your experiences of that same thing going forward or something similar yeah. that invokes that nostalgia, right? Um, but again, you know, the, those, those creative expressions, I think, are expressions of what we're trying to figure out, mm-hmm. which is who we are. Why do we feel the way that we feel? Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of that is why do we feel the way that we feel? Right. I mean, most art is expressions of angst and anger and self frustration and doubt and loss and all of that stuff mixed mm-hmm. together. Not not all of it. Not all of it. Okay. What I'm saying is, <laughs> hey, I was gonna look, say. look at every classical painter. They're all tortured souls. Almost every single one of them. Well, yeah, look at the where they the time frame and stuff, and I mean a lot of well. Anyway, I won't get we won't get too into that. So, um, another way to connect with with consciousness, (laughs) I think, um, is meditation. Obviously, meditation is also a very, very, very powerful tool and way of connecting with consciousness, and it's a very pure way in my in my eyes because it doesn't require maybe as much energy or manipulation or it just requires you to just simply be meditation is the be all end all you know I like really, we, yeah we talked about a lot of stuff tonight um you know different ways that we can experience consciousness um you know different things we can do with consciousness um but it all i think boils down to you being comfortable with who you are and knowing who you are and what you want in life. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's a really lot of, knowing a lot of people do just, they, they're, they know what they want, but it's, it's through a veil or a filter of the world um, as they know it. And it's difficult to, I think, separate what they truly want in life from what they believe they want out of life right because of the influence around them right exactly we all are under some sort of society influence just by being on this planet absolutely so i think you know ultimately though it all boils down to whether or not you can be comfortable by yourself in silence yeah and that is very difficult for a lot of people Mm -hmm. um so 
I would encourage everyone out there, if you haven't been initiated into the practice of meditation, I would encourage you to, to try. Seriously? Um, I would, I would, I meditate, uh, well, I should say I meditated because I don't meditate as much as I used to. I'm a bad man. Smack, smack my hand. Do it. No, do it harder. There we go. They need to hear it. Like, this is this is a non so not so. I know, but I don't want to hurt you. Whatever. Because like I, I mean, let's be real. It's a punishment. It's supposed to hurt. Um. Anyway, so. What you wish for. What what I was getting at though is that meditation is something that you know, if done correctly, can really benefit you a lot in your life. Oh yeah. In ways that are just incalculable. In yeah, unimaginable. Seriously. Um, so, man, like, this time, I just want to keep talking, but... Well, here's the thing is... It, I it's, know that our time is done. Yes, it's, it's, we're I within know. the last minute, so we have I'm to fully, wrap up the show. I am fully aware. So, anyway, um, thank you all so much for listening and tuning in to episode two of What We Can Do With Consciousness, as well as How to Connect With Consciousness. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at higher slash or not slash underscore. <laughs> Let's start that over. <laughs> so on Instagram, you can find us at higher underscore consciousness underscore talk and on Facebook under higher consciousness. And yeah. So stay tuned and be ready for the next episode. I'm not entirely sure what it's going to be quite yet, but yeah, we'll figure it, it will we'll figure it out. So anyway, thanks again. I'm Liz and this is Dave, my boyfriend, and this is Higher Consciousness. Thanks guys. <laughs>